0: welcome to lounge lift learn real talk with black therapists where we have conversations that uplift inspire and empower i'm Lysandra, and i'm shelby welcome to the lounge hey everybody welcome to our podcast if you're a first-time listener welcome I am Lysandra and I am a licensed clinical professional counselor and I have wanted to come and talk about different topics and different things that are important to us as humans as black people as black women um, and my Cohort counterpart. I can't even. I don't even out. know what she was trying to
1: say, but I'll go ahead and introduce myself. Wait. Yes, uh huh. My name is Shelby Smith. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, and we're both here trying to give you real talk, good conversation from a therapist perspective, right? Like, we yeah. have some good points to give you guys today, and we want to just
0: open up with our topic. Go on ahead, Alessandra do your thing. Absolutely. And it was really funny because we were like, what do we want us to have our um, very first episode be about? And we thought about um, how much couples come into our office. So we wanted to have some conversations about um, dealing with marriage and— I am very fond of calling it, what's wrong with him? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Shelby was more preference with, why are they like this? But we do wonder this all the time. And so we were looking at it from the aspect of um, the things we experience. Usually we hear about marriage and we want to be married, and everybody is showing marriage, but there's such a difference between men and women, mm-hmm. that once we get married, we all have the question of, why are they like this?
1: Lysandra, well, I think it's very important that the listeners know if you're married and how long have you been married for. So I'll go ahead and start. Um, I am married to Derek, and Derek and I have been married, good Lord, um, gosh, I think about to go on four years Uh, Lord forgive me for not knowing that, but four years of marriage, it's been fun, it's been hard, that's the reality of marriage, but you need to know that, that I'm not just speaking as a single woman, I'm in it, I'm in the trenches with you.
0: All day. Oh, I should have told you that. I've been married to my husband, Tyrone. We just crossed over six years. Um, so we're newlyweds to oh, some people. Questionable. I, I, I say no. Some people will still tell you you're new, especially when they're 20 years in. And a lot of my um, inner inner circle mm-hmm. have been married for over 20 years. So they call us new. Well, that makes sense. You guys will be babies in that way.
1: I think once you hit the five-year mark, mm-hmm. you've hit most of the issues. There's more issues to come, right? Absolutely. But if you can hit five years, I think you can make it with intentionality.
0: All right. So one of the things that Shelby and I want to be sure, because we we want to have this serious and lighthearted conversation about marriage and what's wrong with men, and <laughs> I'm saying that totally as a non-male basher, what we're not really going to do at all in this episode is bash males, Um, And so we're going to give this perspective, but because I'm a wife, I'm going to come from that aspect of what is wrong with him. Um, And so when couples are in my office, oftentimes they are um, complaining about what they thought marriage would be versus what marriage is. I I agree with that. I see that a
1: lot. We are not sexist Mm -hmm. in any way. Right, we love our men. Like Absolutely, and you know, Derek and Tyrone, they gonna get a little bit of um, realness in this conversation because they are what we have to fall back on, and they know we love them so. Don't, don't come for our men. We can come for our own men, right? <laughs> you stay in your lane. But at the end of the day, um, we we love men in general. So we are going to give perspective, like Lysandra said, from a woman's perspective as a wife. But we're going to put wives in check at the end, too. So keep Absolutely. listening.
0: Absolutely. And some of the things, like, why are they so different? They communicate very differently from us. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they do it. I'm gonna say they do it wrong, but that's because I'm acting like a sexist. They just do it very different, actually. Um, Their emotional expressiveness is different. Their cleanliness, the way they clean, it's really different. And they handle stress very differently. Lysandra, let me tell you about my husband.
1: Tell me, girl. I don't know if this is all man, but I'm gonna say it is. When they get sick. Ooh, they got to stop. Like, life stops. They are not able to function. Mm. And you know what? When I'm a mother, I can't be a mother to my three babies and to you. you sitting on the couch with a stuffy nose, baby. We got to make dinner. We got to get groceries. I don't have time for that. So, man, I understand why God did not allow y'all to have wombs to carry our babies, because y'all would be going through tribulation (laughs) that we cannot support you through. And so I don't understand. That's hard for me to understand how I can handle this type of stress. But you on the couch knocked out for two days.
0: Absolutely. That is a um, problem. I mean, women talk more than men. Men, well, you know what? Let me, let me tell you. I don't know if I'm agreeing with my own statement. I think we certainly are more verbose. I think mm-hmm. women talk way more. I think men gossip. Way more than women.
1: Questionable. Mm. Not too sure about that, but I don't. I don't know. My husband definitely doesn't talk to his friends uh, the way I talk to my friends, Absolutely. right? I think they are more business transaction, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just him. So I think you can have a little bit of both in either of the sexes.
0: Now here's the difference. Now now here's something I want to point out for real, sincerely. A lot of times, what we what we fall into. I've certainly been very guilty of this. And I've actually apologized to my husband for it, um, which threw him off. We generally expect our men to respond to us like our girlfriends. Mm. And so— Men do not communicate like us, they don't process like us, and they're not socialized like us. So I can get on the phone and I can call Shelby and I'll say, Shelby, blah, 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 And I can talk about that for the next 45 minutes to an hour. And then I can hang up with Shelby and call Gina and be like, hey girl, blah, 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 and I can do it all over again. Within five minutes, my husband is glazing over and saying stuff like, Well, we still talk. I thought you was done with it.
1: You're right. And I find that men, as a therapist, Mm -hmm. I find that men come in and try to give solutions to the concerns we're bringing up, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't need your solution. Just listen. I need to vent. I need some support. And it's not always in the form of what to do next. Right. So sit. And I don't think men are as comfortable with that. Yeah. I also want to ask, why did we not know this about our men going into the marriage or relationship? What was the blindness that we assumed— that they would do things like us or do things a certain way, that's just not realistic. What happened?
0: Well, I think we don't, I think it's not the stuff we talk about. We, because we sincerely expect for them to socialize the way we do and, and we're just very different at it. Um, and so looking for them to do I think that's what we fall into. We look for them to do it the way we do it. We look for them to communicate back at us and it's almost like we expect them to be women because they are men and they're going to not talk to us that way. Not that they're not interested. And I think when we're looking for their response um, to when we're looking for their response to come the way my girlfriend would, we're disappointed. Not that they don't care, Mm -hmm. but we're our expectation is a little
1: off. Well, I think it's important to talk about the expectations around nonverbals, right? Mm -hmm. So we're we're talking about what they're saying in the content, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, are you expecting your husband to put or your man to put his arm around you when you're having the conversation? Are we expecting him to lower his tone of voice, um, to make eye contact directly with us? A lot of men don't do that or they don't feel comfortable doing that. So what role does that play in the support that we're seeking and expecting?
0: I think that, well, I'll say it this way. When I have a, um, a couple in my office, we have to know that we speak all the time, verbally and non-verbally. And so men and women, it's not a man thing and it's not a woman thing. Men and women have to be aware that their face is talking, that their eyes are talking. Um, Like I'm an eye roller. My mother tried to beat eye roll anatomy and it it didn't go away. Um, And so I have to work very hard To not roll my eyes, not because of anything other than that's my bad habit. I just, I'm an eye roller. Um, And so it can distract us from the main thing, from the conversation. And so we have to pay attention to what our hands are doing, our voice, our voice tone. We have to pay attention to all of that. Absolutely. And I think, you
1: know, to add to that, we need to be discussing a little bit about romance. Because I think men and women different differ in what they feel is romantic. Um, and then there's expectations around how much romance should be happening in marriage. I think before marriage, you know, we're dating. We want the, be- the person to see the best in us, all of that. And then you get in marriage and it's like, this really slowed down, came to a halt. Um, I thought he was going to be taking me to dinners once a week, several times a week. Where's the flowers at? Things shift. So I think that needs to be discussed as well.
0: Yeah, they do. Um, what, when we talk, you know, men also relate differently in their communication because they banter and they tease. Tyrone mm-hmm. does a lot of teasing. Um, and when you grow up, I say this a lot, when you grow up with, your, with a lot of brothers um, and sisters, there's a lot of teasing that happens that doesn't translate well to the wife. Mm-hmm. So if you're teasing like, oh whatever, cause your butt got big. Now for me, I always wanted a big butt that wouldn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'd be excited. But some other woman may be really hurt by that. Um, and so we have to understand our partner. So part of it is is learning your partner and learning how to communicate. Um, because then you learn how to school your face. You learn how to where you can tease and where you cannot tease. You know, like I'm old school, like, um, <laughs> We grew up with the yo mama. Me and my brother, yo mama, my mother is deceased. She's no longer here. We can still say your mama and we good. My husband can't do your mama. And so understanding your partner, like I can banter and I can tease, but that's not a place in a way that I can banter. So it's learning your partner and understanding. So everything isn't, as much as it feels like what's wrong with him, it's learning. It's having to handle it differently. And so... I think I'm I'm going to move us into, like, and that's the shift. Like, in that honeymoon stage, everything's beautiful. Everything is awesome. But once we get past that, I'm dealing with this person that is teasing me, that doesn't know how to speak to me, that huffy, that raises their voice. And we're like, what's wrong with him? Who is that person? He's the person he's always been, or she's the person she's always been. But now I have to really get to know you, and I have to learn how to Deal with him.
1: And I would say women are also more complex in general with their emotions, right? Like, I think we're a little bit deeper with things. So, our men need to learn us as well. (laughs) But men can be very surface
0: level. Can all men be really surface level?
1: What do you mean by that? I think they don't always, again, feel comfortable or like going there. Okay. Okay. So it's not necessarily surface level because I think some men can be very deep, Okay. right? And again, I'm speaking from my personal experience Mm -hmm. and what I see in the therapy room is that they want to be short. They want to be to the point. They're very logical, um, typically, right? Not all men are logical because I've seen it. I've seen the crazy. (laughs) Um, But women, we want to go deeper. And I've seen that
0: quite a bit. And some men can't go deep. I I, I want to, let me pull that apart a little bit. Um, I'm going to say that men struggle. Some men, this is society. Some men are shaped to not delve deep into their emotional place and know how to express it. They know how to feel it, but they don't know how to express it. And women are extremely more... Um, socialize to talk through their feelings. Mm-hmm. And it starts all the way, um way back in 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 think about the first breakup. We sit around and we we cry about it. We 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 eat ice cream. We do a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to men, when they had their first breakup, it didn't go that way. Men can't call their buddy on the phone and be like, me Shelby broke up with me. They, they can say it that first time. But how many, how long, how often can they call that guy the next guy? And they're crying. Dude, are you crying?
1: It sounds like you're talking more about the process. Mm-hmm. Like the process is much deeper mm-hmm. for women. And we have a support system that men necessarily don't. And that, yes. that's what I'm hearing you say. I 100% agree with that, Lissandra.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's the society. It's how we're raised. Yeah. In our society. Um, and so that that's where coming in to see a counselor is very helpful because you have to learn how to navigate and communicate with each other. Because I don't have a problem communicating with my girlfriends. They get me. I don't even have a problem communicating with my guy friends who are not my husband. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to him, there's that deep level of I want you to see me. I want you to hear me. And when I don't feel heard, for most women, we don't feel loved. And
1: I think I think we covered a lot about the communication. Yep. Right? And I think it's very clear where we stand on that. Mm-hmm. The difference is my concern is why, where the hell did this shift, right? I was in love with my husband. I still love him, so don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I was in love with my husband at first. I was so excited for what marriage was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, about three, three weeks in, we, we hit a rough patch. And things aren't what it— picture perfect would look like. And so Lisandra, I don't know if you have any thoughts on why society is like that. Why
0: do we have shifting expectations in that way? I think because we equate um marriage with romance. We, we look at it as a romance novel. We look at all the romance movies and we expect that to be marriage. And I think people are looking at wedding days and they don't know what marriage, they don't they don't um differentiate marriage from the wedding. So they're looking at it like it's a romance. That's my thought. What do you think?
1: I think there's a lot of pressure on couples to have big weddings. Mm -hmm. I think that is something that is ingrained in women. Since being little girls, you watch Cinderella, you watch the princesses, Mm -hmm. and there's this big event, but no one is being intentional about coaching us through being, to being a wife, Mm -hmm. to being a a partner, a spouse, a husband. Mm -hmm. Like what comes along with having a healthy, quality marriage? Because I know what a quality wedding is. I'll tell you all about that, that expensive (laughs) wedding. Yes. Uh, But when it comes down to that relationship, are we getting counseling? Um, Who's our support? Who's in our ear? What marriages have been modeled for us? I think about all that. Absolutely. So that, that for me is a big thing. Like who's, Who's focused on the relationship?
0: When people come in for premarital, I think you should do premarital counseling, period, point blank. When people come in for premarital, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to say it so you don't, You can call me a hater. Um, they are the most difficult to, um, I guess, burst that romance bubble. What does marriage mean to you? Marriage means I'm going to have an in-house best friend and we're going to do everything. And like, this is how it comes to me. And I go, hmm. That's not marriage. That's not marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Your best friend is your best friend. Sometimes your husband can become your best friend or your wife can become your best friend, but you have a best friend. So learning how to navigate that. And so when people come in, premarital counselors, how are we going to raise our children? What do we think about finances? What are we going to do about all these things? And when I talk to the premarital couples, they're just like, oh, well, we'll be fine. Like, oh, it'll be great. And it's really hard to get them to see past um, the dream. And I think, too, you mentioned the movies, romance novels, reality TV shows. Married at First Sight is a very popular one yes. you know, that we watch. Um, but The Bachelor. I mean, all of these people are wanting to be married. And I tell people I would rather you not focus on marriage, like live your whole life. Because if your focus is marriage, you'll fall in and marry anybody. But if your focus is um, you living your life and you run across a person that you can't imagine living your life without, then all by all means. And I think you're hitting on something there. Like what is the foundation of why
1: we're getting married? Is there pressure to get married? Um, I can speak from my personal experience. I want the audience to get to know us a little bit. Um, I had a daughter before me and my husband got married. She was about three years old when we got married. And so there was pressure coming from a church family, a very spiritual family who believes there's an order to things. And so there was, you know, go ahead, get married. What do you guys do in cohabitating? Um, Things like that. But the reality was, was I truly ready to be married. I'm not too sure. I'm married now, so we're doing the damn thing. But outside of that, there was that. There was, I'm getting older, and so I need to go ahead and start this family. I need to um, make sure that my daughter has a good example. There's a lot behind that. And so where marriage
0: comes from is, I think, the, the foundation of where we need to focus, too. Yeah. And I think your model, like you mentioned earlier, matters. Um, when people don't have a model, they struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are so many questions that they don't even know to ask about. There are so many, um, things that we need to work through before getting married. Um, and we don't even know those questions to ask realistically. We don't know. Um, and that's, and that's why, like, this is gonna, it's not a plug. I promise you, we're not trying to plug. We're plugging counseling because we're counselors. Um, but not because we make quote unquote money off you. We, we do not do this for the money. Um, but going to a premarital counselor helps you deal with the things that you actually would never think to deal with, know to deal with, um, and help you to avoid what you were referencing, Shelby, when you're just like, I was in love, and then who is this, what happened? And now we're walking toward divorce, um, because I'm disappointed with the reality of what this is. Absolutely. Uh, I love that you pointed out things that you
1: probably wouldn't think about um in marriage is discussed in premarital um children being a big one of those things like how are we going to navigate our career and childcare or how are we going to choose to raise these children what is our values around that I find that couples who come in don't really talk about their values. Mm-hmm. Is that not the the essence? Like, isn't that not your core? Like, we need to make that very clear. Some people, you know, value being a parent, and others don't. I'll do it if you want kids, but it's not that big of a deal to me. Right. That's a problem, right? Right. And so, therapists do have that um, st- that wisdom that can come in and really help you untangle those things and get you guys on the same page, or you can
0: decide you're not compatible in the first place. Absolutely. And that's that goes to the deal breakers. So my values are the essence, the core of who I am. And so if I don't know who I am, then I'm just hooking up with people because I just want to be married because everybody want to be married. Now I get in here and then, and then, Shelby, you know how we were like, you go back to this love thing, you know, the love hormone. What's it called, Alessandra? Oxytocin, Shelby. That's right. That's right. And You got it. You're what smart. does it
1: do, Shelby? Oxytocin makes us feel like we're in love. It puts you on a love high. Mm. Essentially, it's released when you know someone gives you a hug, when you feel super connected to someone. Mm-hmm. I, I got a baby right now, and when I breastfeed, that hormone is released just to make sure that we have a very strong bond. Right? Mm-hmm. It's survival. And so, when you have that love high going on you tend to go blind in some ways.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, we got to learn to control that. Yeah, and some of the crash that happens right after marriage is because there's a shift. So, I love this person so much. I I enjoy being around them, and then we're married and the big wedding is over, and now they always hear Always here. Why are you in my space?
1: Always up under me. Why are you touching me? It's a problem. i tell you, we got three kids, and I, I'm touched on all day. <laughs> all day long. People are, t- there's snot. They're, it's nasty, y'all. Parenting is messy. And then my husband comes home. He wants to hug me, he wants to love on me. So sweet, but get up off me.
0: I don't like that. Yeah, uh, I think, I think, Shelby, here's the thing that no one ever talks about. We're gonna we're gonna drop something on you. There is a grief mm. that happens when you get married. Cause I'm dying. Like the the me, the individuality of doing me whenever I wanna do me, however I wanna do me, being bothered. Cause when we were dating, you went home. Yeah. You went home. Now we have a fight and you right here. You right here in the bed. Forcing
1: you. Forcing you to deal with the issues and deal with another person's
0: core beliefs and values. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Absolutely. And so that grief of... Everything he does now annoys me. Um, I'm invaded. Like, my space is invaded. And nobody really talks to you about that because if they did, you'd be like, they just hate and they might be trying to warn you. (laughs) So, listen, if you got friends that have been married and i like, listen, marriage marriage is work. It's fun and it's Marriage is work and marriage. Here's my definition marriage is work, marriage is sacrifice. And in that marriage where you are sacrificing and working, you have fun moments, happy moments, sad moments, grievous moments. All in all, like that's what I think about marriage. And that
1: all speaks to the we miss, right? Mm-hmm. We are doing this together now. So, when you're messy mm-hmm. and you don't clean up that bathroom, that kitchen, that's not just you anymore. That's us. Right. We are messy. And that is a it goes it goes back to the grief process. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to become a messy couple mm-hmm. because my husband is different than me.
0: Yeah. And the other part of that grief is you're used to doing it your way. Mm-hmm. Like you're used to it being your way. And now I have to be I've been exposed. To a whole nother way to do it. And I don't like that. So we have to move, you know, like we have to stay in in this space where I don't like this. And now I'm dealing with how he folded towels, how he washed the clothes. Like, I don't like this. This is not how I did it. And that adjustment Mm -hmm. is really difficult. And so that's why people... Okay, I'm going to make this statement. And and y'all, don't judge me like Jehovah said. Don't come for me. I'm ready for you. However, comma, if you've never uttered this, I'm going to dare say you haven't been married. She's about to get reckless, y'all. I'm not going to get reckless. But if you ain't never thought, did I miss it? Did I make a mistake? Was I supposed to marry him? Why? And none of that is about your partner. And all of that is about the adjustment. The adjustment of no longer being able to do things the way you've always been doing them. And and we don't like that. And and we had all these ideas, Shelby, about what we would be doing. We thought we'd be having sex all over the place. Come on, movies like Brown Sugar, you know what I'm saying? They hitting it all the time. You, everywhere you look up, they hitting it. Like, nope.
1: That wasn't that wasn't for me. That, that wasn't, wasn't for you. my. That was not my thing. I was doing stuff before I got married. I know that some of us are more pure than others. <laughs> um, I was not very pure. That's okay. I, I've come to the Lord since then. Um, however, you're talking about you know being an individual and then having to come together with someone else. But let's talk about why people need space. It is so important that even when you're connecting with mm-hmm. your partner mm-hmm. and you are in this marriage and we are becoming one, that you still have time to be you. Mm-hmm. And in therapy, we call that differentiation, Absolutely. right? There are healthy levels of us-ness mm-hmm. and me-ness, mm-hmm. if, that, if that makes sense. And so you still need to be aware of who you are, mm-hmm. um, go for your dreams, your career goals, so you can be happy when you come home because— you're doing your thing
0: absolutely that that is very important in relationships absolutely you need you need to not as you are dying because we t- I use it as that death yeah. as you are dying you don't die and lose yourself you you that individuality that thinking it's all about me and how I want to do no I have to check people don't like this word checking in and so i I went through this um you know, I was single and free well up into my forties, and I went to a girlfriend's house. And my husband—it's late now. You know, he's like, "Where are you?" And I was like, "Where I told you I was gonna be." I'm like, "I'm still there." And so he was really like flustered, and I was thrown. Like, what's the big deal? I've—I'm grown, grown. And then, and then, I didn't get that until that table turned. Bro was out just a little bit late with his friends, and I'm worried, and I'm like, I was like, that's what that felt like. That's what you did to him. And so, we have to get past this thought of, I don't need to check in with nobody, and realize that part of the death is death to walk in life individually, but learning how to move as a unit. Yes,
1: and I'm going to challenge you a little bit on that, because... Some people really do lose their self yes, to marriage. They do. We're, not, we're not trying to. Um, however, I've seen women, their husband has become their everything. Yes. That is their best friend. We have cut off relationships with family. Mm. And so they, they are a mother. They are a wife now. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And now you find yourself putting pressure on husband to be your everything. Mm-hmm. And now he don't want to be around you. That's a problem, and and that just emphasizes more of why you need to know
0: yourself mm-hmm. and continue
1: to be your individual self in a marriage, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we have to be flexible and willing to adjust, but we also have to be aware of who we are and continue to nurture her. Yes. Like Lasandra is a whole person, and she loves Tyrone, but Lasandra is a whole person with her own ideas and goals and dreams. But let's go there with the flexibility mm-hmm. piece. Did you come into
1: marriage expecting to change and work with your partner or did you think I'm gonna do me he gonna do him? We loved each other before there's not going to be much happening like we don't need to change. And so if you if you are a rigid person mm-hmm. and you have a full structure, marriage ain't for you Mm-mm. it's not and that's just a reality check right there. And so I've had to grow in that grow in that way because I used to be very rigid, but my husband has his own experiences. He has his own past, his own background, his own family who is completely different than mine. Mm-hmm. Right. My husband's from a different state. Mm-hmm. Talk about country versus the Chicagoland area. That's <laughs> different. So you have to be flexible in
0: marriage. And that looks different for everybody. But if you're not open to that, it's not going to work. Yeah, because you have to learn how to pick and choose your battles. You have to learn everything is not a fight. Everything Mm -hmm. is not the big deal that you want it to be. Um, If you um, are finding that you need space and that you've lost yourself, you have to find, you have to, you have to communicate. You have to tell your partner, hey, I love you, babe. I need, I need some me time. Um, Husband. When was the last time you hung out with your friends? Don't you want to yes, miss Yes, that them? check-in. I love don't that. Don't you miss them? You, should, you should go kill your boy. I think you miss them. <laughs> Absolutely. But then again, again, I got married in my 40s. And so I was very used to having me time. Um, so in, at the end of the day, you have to um, continue to be you, love you, do you, and love your partner, do your partner. And so how, how do you do that? Because that's all good. It sounds good,
1: right? But you have to be intentional about that. Absolutely. So if that means you have to get out a calendar or a schedule and schedule in your hobbies, then do that. Mm-hmm. I love to dance. Taking dance classes, doing yoga, hanging out with my girls. We brunching, right? Mm-hmm. We outside again. Uh, that's important. And then making sure that if our spouse is too much in our space, we might have a gentle, cold word right listen I need to go out I need to go do something and they don't say nothing about you babe because I love you but it's time it's time for me to step into that and so putting that into practice is key because it all like I said it sounds good we can talk a good talk you're not walking it your marriage is going to struggle
0: I think I think if if when you say having the code word to get some space, I think that that. That concerned me a little bit. If I, I had a reaction to it because then it feels like I'm not just allowed to be me. Like, I had a whole, like, like why don't I need to ask for space? Like, I shouldn't have to ask for some space. And I do know because it, 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 it raises my flags. It makes my flags go off to say, is this a controlling partner? Like not that mm-hmm. I, I think that's where my mind with went. It could have ran too far, but that's where my mind went when you said that. Like it's like, mm, I don't need a cold word. I could just say, Hey babe, I'm about to go out with me and Shelby about to go and have some brunch. And that really should be enough. If I have to if I have to dance around it, then there's some there's some flags and I'm in, That's what I'm. Let me clarify, because I agree with you that we
1: should be able to directly communicate with our partners. And at the same time, let's be real. There's heated moments in marriage Mm -hmm. where if I need to have a cold, where like, look, you is pushing my button. I need to take some space. I definitely want to have a. Excuse me. I definitely want to have a situation where we both understand that it's not because I'm leaving forever. But I'm leaving in this moment to create some space or to do my thing. That's where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to say that your partner is a dangerous person. So we're going to say, hey, turtle, right? <laughs> turtle, we, we, I need to go somewhere. But turtle, you, I'm about to go in my shell if you keep talking to me crazy like that. I need space.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think... It can yeah. be a helpful tool. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But it can be a helpful tool for some couples, right? Not every couple needs it. But for those who are like, that would work good for me, please take it. Please put it into practice. Yeah, I
0: get you. I hear where you're coming from. I just have the reaction. So I figured, mm-hmm. hey, everybody hears things a little differently. So right. if I had the reaction, maybe one of our listeners had that reaction. But it's a really good... I'm glad that you broke that down. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. So... Um, Here's some things. You have to remember to be flexible. Um, period. Um, marriage will make you feel crazy. You're not crazy. Um, but you're surviving the crazy of all the change and all the adjustments. Um, <clears throat> so are you gonna are you gonna sit and complain about it or are you gonna learn how to adapt? Because you gotta adapt in that first year or two can either be the super blissful years where nothing goes wrong or they're the really crazy years and you're trying to adapt and it depends. And I wonder, I wonder about, I think your lifestyle prior to marriage will make a huge difference in how hard it is to adapt.
1: Mm, I think that's a gem. I really do. Um, I think if you are used to going out and doing your own thing, not coming home, Things like that, yeah. What? To, who wants a spouse who's gonna stay out late and not communicate about that? Right. That again. That is a problem. Yeah. And so that doesn't mean you know that people can't adjust. Absolutely. It just might be something you need to come to a realization about. Right. Right. And so that speaks again to the flexibility. But how are you gonna choose the battles that you're picking? Right. That's a big one. Cause listen, this man leaves his socks right outside the laundry <laughs> basket. It's right there. Why is it on the floor? Why I got to pick up after you? I'm not your mother. I don't want to be your mama. Um, She's a nice lady, but I'm not doing this every day. So that might be something I say, you know what? I'm going to leave that be. Let me pick up the damn sock and put it in there. That's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But I might decide that my husband... Not putting gas in my car because I don't touch the gas, y'all. My husband is a true gentleman. <laughs> I don't need to do that. If it's empty, he he picks that up for me. Mm-hmm. But if he forgets to do that, that might be an issue we need to talk about, right. right? I'm not gonna brush past that. But everybody needs to pick and choose, right? And if it's going to create tension between you and your husband,
0: drop it, baby. Yeah, because everything just isn't worth it. Because in the whole, in the grand scheme of it, here's the, here's the truth. I said this to somebody in a session, um, before, um you got to be willing to lose a battle to win a war. And if you're trying to win all the battles, um, and everybody knows, everybody knows, you all don't know, but all my friends know, and including Shelby, that I hate sports. But I can give some really good sports analogies. She she tries. She tries. Watch this. So in the game of football. In the game of football. It's a game. When you're playing football, like the whole point is to gain yards and get to the end goal, Right. But have you ever seen, clearly the answer is going to be yes, have you ever seen a team lose yards but not lose the game? So you got to be willing to lose some yards, and that's all I'm saying, is you have to be willing to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to let that go, because there are bigger battles that, are going to, that you're going to have to fight out.
1: And recognizing that you two are on the same team. Absolutely. That is the point right there. Yeah. Like, if I'm trying to fight my husband because I want to win, babe, you both lost. Absolutely. You both are losing. I emphasize that with my couples a lot. Absolutely. Like, are we doing this to get through a battle together? Or do you want to be the winner? hmm It makes no sense.
0: Absolutely. So at the end of the day, um, that's it, Shelby. That's it in a nutshell. Like, you have to... Know that you are on the same team, and not live in a myth and what you think marriage is, and understand that marriage is work, and what is worth fighting for in your marriage.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? I, I, one of you know, my friends used to say, "Peace is required in my home." we mm-hmm. We not gonna bring in the crazy, the chaos. But if this is gonna be something that's going to disturb the peace keep it moving. If this is something that disturbs our healthy sex life, which that is a whole nother conversation, conversation to say, how often are we engaging in sexual activity? All of that. Then we
0: need to let it go. Right. Because at the end of the day, you're, you, your marriage is not going to be my marriage and my marriage is not going to be the next person's marriage. And so you and your partner, um, as much as it's difficult You and your partner have to figure these things out, talk through these things. If you're struggling, go to counseling, um, because marriage is not for pumps. No, it is not. And that's all we have to say about that. Yeah. So if you enjoyed our podcast, we would love for you to like and share. We are on all of the networks that you listen to podcasts on. Um, uh, My God, my whole brain just shut off, Shelby. In the whole moment Look, She trying to put me on blast right here
1: YouTube, <laughs> Spotify I
0: need I mean, honestly Alright, if you enjoyed our podcast Please know that we are Everywhere you can find us On iTunes, Spotify And everywhere you listen to your podcast Like and share us with your friends Tell the people about it That you want to Listen to Lounge, Lift, Learn So we want you to kick back we lift you and you learn a few things. Thank you so
1: much for listening. Bye-bye.